What is going on, you guys? I go by the name Unknown, and you are listening to the Pipe Bomb Podcast. And this is our SmackDown Live review from the April 17th, 2020 episode. And we're going to jump right into this. Overall, the first hour of SmackDown was terrible. I couldn't care for it. But like the last, I'll say 15 minutes of the first hour going into the second hour was probably the best SmackDown we've had and I'm gonna say probably this year and in a very very long time and the first thing we're gonna get into is the opening segment with a moment of bliss with special guest Braun Strowman and Braun Strowman says that Bray Wyatt is gonna get these hands and Nikki Cross is is happy for Braun because he deserves it and as Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are talking Braun notices a present in the corner he's like oh you, you guys have to get me a gift he has to give me a gift, and he opens the gift, and then Alexa Bliss is like, bro, we never got you a gift. He's like, no, stop playing with me, stop playing with me. He opens up the gift, and it's the old black sheet mask that he used to wear when he was a part of the Wyatt family. And, I mean, I like that aspect because they're going to add a little bit more story to it, I guess. But we already know where this is going to end up at, it was already announced that it's going to be Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt for the Universal Championship at Money in the Bank, and we already know what's the outcome going to be, Bray Wyatt is going to pick up the victory and take back the Universal Championship until whenever Roman Reigns decides to come back when this COVID-19 shit is done, right, so that's that, I didn't really care for the opening segment, to be honest with you, I, I really couldn't give a shit, then... The first match we get into is Sasha Banks versus Tamina. And if you don't already know the concept behind this match is if Tamina beats Sasha Banks, she gets a title opportunity against Bayley for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Money in the Bank. Nothing too much to say here besides Tamina picks up the victory. And then during the match, Bayley was trying to distract Tamina from pinning Sasha Banks or whatever. And then Lacey Evans comes out, attacks Bayley. Like, who cares about Lacey Evans? Like, who cares about Lacey Evans? Who who does? I, like, you can just hear it in my voice how I do not care about this match. Granted, I understand Tamina's role in this whole thing is basically to add more to the Bailey and Sasha Banks feud and breakup that's going to eventually happen. And then... Tamina picks up the victory, so now she's going to face Bayley for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Money in the Bank. And next week on SmackDown, we're going to get Sasha Banks versus Lacey Evans in the Money in the Bank qualifying match. If Sasha Banks does not win that match, I'm done. I I will not review SmackDown at all. Like, if something happens that catches my attention that people t- like tell me about to, to look out on SmackDown like oh somebody had a good match I'll review it but I'm not I'm really about to stop watching SmackDown because this is just really I, ca- I don't care I don't care about Tamina I don't care about Lacey Evans I-, I-, I just don't care I just don't care the next match we're gonna get into is Sheamus versus Denzel something I forgot his fucking name this match was basically a squash Sheamus hits him with the bro kick, and then one, two, three, Sheamus picks up the victory. Then after the match, while Sheamus was walking around, Michael Cole was talking about Jeff Hardy and all of this, and then Sheamus is getting mad that that he's not getting the respect that he deserves, that he's the most dominant 
superstar in, on SmackDown and, and WWE, yada, yada, yada. I already predicted it two SmackDowns ago for Jeff Hardy and Sheamus is going to be, they're, they're going to have a little mid-card feud. And to be honest, I don't mind seeing Sheamus and Jeff Hardy in a feud because Jeff Hardy could bump around for Sheamus and they could have like some really good matches, you know, but I like this for a whole first hour, I was like, I I don't care for it at all. I, I, I couldn't care. I really couldn't. The next match we're going to get into is a Women's Money in the Bank qualifying match. And it was Naomi versus Dana Brooke. So I was like, okay. In my mind, I was like, okay, Naomi's going to win. I don't care. I want to go take a piss. I come back. Dana Brooke pins Naomi. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why Dana Brooke is getting a push. Or why did she go over Naomi? I don't know if Naomi is being punished. But that was very strange. for To have Dana Brooke go over Naomi. And then to add Dana Brooke in the ladder match. Because I remember last time when they added her in the ladder match. And she's been in one. She didn't really do much of anything in the ladder match. Besides stand there and take a couple of bumps. So why are you going to have her in the match. When you could have. Easily has somebody like Naomi could be in the match doing crazy shit off of ladders and flipping over shit or whatever. You know, but that shocked me. Having Dana Brooke over Naomi, I was still shocked. The match, I couldn't care for herself. I was just more shocked that Dana Brooke won, in my honest opinion. Then we get into the, probably the highlight of the night for me. That made me like, okay, I'm up now, I'm up. It was a segment of Sonya Deville... Right? She tries to mend things with Mandy Rose. She tries to fix things and patch things up with Mandy Rose. And then, like, the, the beginning of the promo, when she's, like, fake crying and there's no tears coming out. And she's, like, real trying to drag this on and on and on and on and on. But then Mandy Rose comes out. Then Sonya hit a switch like that. Cuts probably the best promo we've heard. On SmackDown in a long time. Starts talking about that I'm the real talent of fire and, and desire. All you are is just a centerfold bitch. You're just a Barbie doll. I'm the real talent. Every time we used to come down to the ring, we always came down to your entrance music. But no, this time is going to be time for Sonya Deville to shine and shit. Then she goes on to say that, um, what the hell did she say? She had like some funny line. I was like, oh. If that wasn't written in the in her promo script or whatever, and that was just off the cuff, and she did the whole promo by herself, that was funny. She said something about um that oh, I'm sorry, just thinking like that you're better than me almost made me gag. You probably been gagging a lot lately since you've been with Otis, and I fucking popped for that. I was like, okay, something something a little edgy. It's like it's nothing too crazy, but it was something out of the norm because we don't really hear sexually based content like this on WWE because they try to stray away from it. But here it worked. Then Dolph Ziggler tries to come out to try to calm everything down. Sonya wasn't having it. She punched Mandy in the face. Otis then comes down, tries to... Uh, he attacks Dolph Ziggler. Then Sonya Deville gets on Otis, puts him like in a sleeper hold. Then Mandy Rose throws Sonya Deville off it. Get, um, Dolph Ziggler gets back in the ring to try to Fired off Otis, and then Otis 
hits the caterpillar on Dolph Ziggler and Sonya Deville when Dolph Ziggler run away to the back. I thought this this was the best segment of the night. Man, like Sonya Deville's promo, that was a star making promo. Now, this is my only critique with this whole thing. If you're going to have her cut a promo like this and this passionate and this real, because it didn't feel scripted. If it was scripted, then she's a hell of an actor. But like some of the things she was saying, it didn't feel scripted. Even though like they're friends behind the scenes, it kind of felt like things she was thinking of. And she was like, fuck it, I'm going to just say it because I'm a heel. But that's probably how she really feels. I just hope they don't miss the ball with this. Because Sonya Deville could be a main event level um, person in the, in the women's division. She can because that SmackDown women's division, aside from Sasha Banks and Bayley, who else? I mean, I would say Alexa Bliss, but then you have her with Nikki Cross. So it was like, what the hell was the point? Sonya Deville could be the next, you know, SmackDown Women's Champion. You know, I just hope, like, they don't mess it up. And I'm a big fan of Sonya Deville right now. I was a fan of her before, but this basically, like, okay, now the ball is starting to get rolling. So I want to see where this goes, you know? Then we're going to get into another match. And it was another Money in the Bank qualifying match before the men's Money in the Bank. And it was Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan. This was a good match. There's nothing much I can really say about this besides this was a really good match. Even though we knew the outcome before the bell even rang, we already knew Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro. You already knew Daniel Bryan was going to win. You already knew, but they gave him a lot of time on this match. They gave him a good, like, I'll say like 15, 20 minutes. I'll say 15 minutes. A strong 15 minutes. And they put on a really good match. Like, this whole second hour starting... From the Sonya Deville promo all the way to the ending was flawless. It was a really good second hour of SmackDown. My thing is, can we please get this for both hours? Like, because if we could get, like, say if we had whatever we got in the second hour, in the first hour, but then it was just good from 8 to 10, like, SmackDown will be killing it and good. And you see what happens when they do shit right? Especially with this match, they gave Cesaro and Daniel Bryan some time, and it was a really great match. Daniel Bryan picks up the victory, and he is now in the men's money in the bank ladder match. After this, Elias was going to come down to the ring and sing a song, but then King Corbin comes out of nowhere and attacks him. Then they go to a commercial break, and he's still attacking him, hits him in the face with his scepter, then hits him on the back with his guitar. I liked it because I really don't like Elias, so I, I kind of popped for Baron Corbin to fuck up Elias throughout the Performance Center, so I really couldn't care. Then we get into the main event, and it was a triple threat match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, and it was Big E versus Jey Uso versus The Miz. This match wasn't even a... F uh, I'm not going to say you say it was a good match. It was just a sprint. Like... I think they only went through one commercial break, and like five minutes after the commercial break, Big E wins the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, and the New Day are eight-time Tag Team Champions. In my opinion, even though the match was pretty okay, like, for what it was, it went quick, it didn't, like, overstay his welcome, but the New Day as Tag Champs again... 
I'm not like souring on the new day or anything, right? But at this point, it's like they've always been in the title picture for so long, right? If anything, if anything, I would have rather had the Usos win it or Miz and Morrison retain it. But to give it back to the New Day, and we already know what's going to happen. We're going to get another triple threat or however that Mandy and um, Otis thing goes. We may even They may even insert heavy machinery in it, and then heavy machinery may win. We, like, I, like, I just don't know why the New Day had to win the belts again. Even though it was a pretty okay match, I just like, my whole thing is like the New Day again. That was my only critique. But overall, this episode of SmackDown, just because of the second hour, I'll give it a f- 5 out of 10. Only because of that second hour. Because that first hour was just boring as fuck. Especially starting the show off with a moment of bliss and Braun Strowman, who I do not care for. I hate Braun. I just don't care for Braun Strowman. I, I just don't care. But then the second hour really changed it for me. For me just shitting on the whole show. But that second hour really saved it. And the second hour was really good. But anyway guys. That is the end of the Smackdown Live review. If you're new to the channel. Be sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell. And if you enjoyed the Smackdown Live review. Be sure to hit that like with a Stone Cold Stunner. And in the comments. Let us know. Did you like Smackdown? Did you hate Smackdown? Did you even watch Smackdown? Let us know in the comment section down below. I go by the name Unknown. Pipe Bomb.